second resurrection. This is the name of the study. Part one to the study was called the first resurrection. And for those who tuned in, I was reading from Revelation chapter 20. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. This verse is referring to the day of the Lord. And um, the day of the Lord actually was discussed in Second uh, Peter chapter 3. And we're going to go to verse 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So the day of the Lord, or otherwise known as the millennium, is a thousand years. And those that participate in the first resurrection has an opportunity to reign with Christ for a thousand years. The purpose of this resurrection, first resurrection, or rather the thousand years, is actually explained a little bit in Second Peter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that is the goal of the thousand years, of the millennium, the day of the Lord, for those who were unable to take part of the first resurrection, to have a chance at the ending of the millennium to participate in the second resurrection. So if we return to Revelation 20, And we'll continue in verse 7. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Now, the word prison here uh, means what it says. He is locked up. He's being held in captivity where he is unable to get access to anybody until the ending of the thousand years. Um, This prison is actually also referred to the bottomless pit where the archangel Michael has kept Satan in. 
verse 8. And shall go out to deceive, which is Satan, to deceive the nations which are the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as, as the sand of the sea. So there will be a battle at the ending of the thousand years. And this is an opportunity for those during those thousand years to prove and to show that they are on God's side, to stand up against Satan. Now, some may wonder, why do we need to stand up against Satan? Well, let's go back to the Old Testament. Let's go back to Isaiah uh, 14. And let me just pull up that scripture there. And let's start from verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which this weakened the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation. Um, The stars here is referring to God's children. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation, the size of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shall be brought down to hell. To the sides of the pit. And this is the bottomless pit discussed in Revelation. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of the, that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcase trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Um, it, it goes on, but basically, the reason why there is even a battle at the end of the millennium, the reason why we're even here to begin with, is for us to choose God over Satan, because Satan had decided a long time ago that he wanted to be like God. And this is why he has fallen. This is why he's considered a fallen angel, so to speak, where he also has fallen angels in his camps who has followed him. In Revelation chapter 12, and let's go there, uh, starting in verse uh, 4, and his tail, which is Satan's tail, drew the third part of the stars, same stars discussed in back in Isaiah 
God's children. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And they're referring to Jesus here in this verse. How Satan's main mission was for Jesus not to come, not to be born of woman, not to become savior of the world. That was Satan's main mission, that he can take as many souls as possible. So the day of the Lord is an opportunity for individuals who did not get an opportunity, a real chance to choose Jesus where they can and fight against him at the ending of the thousand years and therefore be able to take, be able to participate in the second resurrection. So back to Revelation verse uh, 20. And let's go into verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne. And just to rewind, shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. In actuality, they'll, they'll cease to exist. And we'll, we'll discuss that more in, in the next chapter. And I saw a great white throne and him sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. This is a death that everybody who loves Jesus wants to avoid. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So to participate in that second resurrection, your name has to be written in the book of life. Revelation chapter 21 beginning in verse 1 and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Now we're into the third age. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there were no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. And death here is speaking spiritually as well, 
neither sorry, sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. This is a very important verse. Uh, and I'm going to read it again. Verse 4, chapter 21, in the book of Revelation. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. So we read in the previous chapter that hell and death were were thrown into the lake of fire. There will be no more death, no more spiritually dead because they'll cease to exist. Hence why there'll be no sorrow. Because if you know that your loved one did not make it, did not participate in the first or second resurrection, is not spending eternity with God, then that person cannot have any joy knowing that their loved one has not made it. They will cease to exist. That's why there will be no more sorrow, no crying, no pain. For the former things are passed away. The second resurrection. This is what the millennium is all about. The day of the Lord, the thousand, thousand years. Those that get to reign with Christ. They have an opportunity to reach out to their loved ones. And be able to lead them in the right direction. The book of Ezekiel, starting from chapter 40 on all the way to 48, talks about the millennium uh, years talks about how you can reach out to your loved ones and actually let me not just ramble but I want you to see it for yourself so we're actually going to go there let's begin verse 23 Ezekiel 44 23 and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean and in controversy, they shall stand in judgment. They shall judge in according to my judgments. And they shall keep my laws and my statutes and all my assemblies. And they shall hallow my Sabbath. And they shall come at no dead person to defile themselves, but for father or for mother or for son or for daughter, for brother or for sister that hath had no husband, they may defile themselves. And Basically, in the millennium, there will be people that are not spiritually alive, who didn't choose Jesus, who didn't know his word, uh, or who did not follow his word, rather. And they are basically dead, spiritually dead. But for those that are alive spiritually and are reigning with Christ in a thousand years, have an opportunity to go to their father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, and and basically minister to them. This is what the millennium is all about. To save as many people as possible. So that nobody uh, suffers a second death. Unfortunately, as we read in Revelation chapter 20, we do see that people still go to the lake of fire. Unfortunately, despite the thousand years of uh, being preached to and ministered to. Um, and that is something which is mind-boggling for myself. But this concludes my study on the second resurrection. And I look forward to further studies.